What's good, what's good, what's good, it's Kimmy and I'm back with my tea of the day. Welcome to season three, episode eight, Dress y Ocho. And I have another special guest, Carlton from Code 99 Podcast. Thank you, appreciate it. Appreciate the invite. So for the listeners, we did two episodes about a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I was on his podcast, Code 99 very special channel and now it's time for him to you know bless me with his intelligence on over here <laughs> so let's get into first those videos that i sent you yeah what's up with those yeah they were both a little bit disturbing to me <laughs> yeah so for reference <clears throat> it was one video where and these lovely, I don't want to really say lovely, but these lovely police officers in Dayton, Ohio, decided to drag Mr. Clifford Allensburg out of his car in September. After several times of him letting the police know that he was paraplegic, he can't get out of his car, he needs help. And they were not trying to hear that because they just assumed him being a black man he needed to abide by the rules. Right. So the officer said, either you have two choices, either you get out or I can help you get out. Or I can force yeah. you out. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he said, I, I, or I can force you out. That was, uh, that was his, right? yeah. After several times of him telling him he's paradelitic. But he didn't want to hear that. Yeah. So, help me understand with all of this sensitivity training that they're supposed to be going under, all of this backlash that's been happening for years now, at least for the forefront of police brutality and police just doing what they feel like they need to do when they want to do it. When would this ever end, this cycle? <clears throat> Oh man, uh, that's a that's a question. Uh, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy you asked that question. Um, the first thing I thought about was I think it was on like I think it was Beyonce's. Uh, didn't she make like a video album like I Am King or something like that, right? Yeah, Black is King. Yes, Black is King, right? And I remember if I and I quoted Jay Z on this, and he said something along the terms of like uh, like. You need dark and night, you need light and day. Like, you know, there's gonna be a negative. In order to have a positive, you have to have a negative. So to say is there gonna be an end to it, or when there's gonna be an end to it, I don't know because it's, it's a cycle. You understand? Like, how will we know what what's wrong if everything is right? You get what I mean? Um, the most we can ask for is to dilute and to, and to you know, slow down whatever they're thinking and not let them have so much control and within their power so um and again it's a it's an education it's a it's a change it's a forceful change um it also reminds me of uh, different things you know how they talk about defund defunding the police um and uh you know that's such a broad term but it, it's, it's, it's it's so many aspects to it so like i watch shows like the shy right and even mm-hmm. what was it station 19 that that shows it that portrays it as well it's like that spinoff yeah. from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, 
but um they both show like different situations that like how the community and like other other like public services can help situations that necessarily police don't have to like from the shy now nah, we don't get to shy shy was a little gruesome um but uh station 19 right they there's like they were like mostly firefighters and like medics and like first responders and uh they go out and they help uh they help a lot of people and um there was one situation where there was like uh, i think it was like um someone was kidnapped or something where the first medic this first responders was supposed to like respond to it but then the cops was like but well, this is my jurisdiction and they're trying to get in their way and it end up that firefighters or whatnot um end up getting a get into a fight with the police and they get arrested and treated like you know as if that guy in the in the car who was a pair of police was being treated just like any other black person would be treated by police like like there was a piece of shit you know um and they showed that tension so they started taking situations for themselves and there's different ways that you could go about it like uh using um mental health workers to go to situations and like you know caseworkers that that'll be on site and can help there was a situation where there was like a a, a young girl and an older lady and i and i think she had some type of paralysis as well like this older lady and like her daughter was taking care of her but her daughter was having like um some type of episode and i think for the first time and she didn't she never saw her daughter like this but she was like her daughter was so paranoid that she's like she barred the room and she's like yo if anyone comes in here i'm bringing me and my, my mom out the window I and mean, like she's trying to like create this little rope that brings them down towards you know and it's just like that's that's such a dangerous you know situation to put someone in especially if there's a lady that's like paralyzed and can't move herself she can't defend herself she can't even open a door but her daughter needs help they you know and they showed a situation where it's like they had to use some type of force in order to handle the situation but the police in a way they always use excessive force in, in any situation where they see any type of aggression or anything that has any type of force you always see them put their hand on their gun Mm-hmm. There was no need for a gun in that situation or any situation or that source. All they had to do was like, you know, break open the door and then one person hold it down. And then, you know, they explain the situation, how her mom, you know, calm her down. And then like they gave a set of, oh my God, sedative, you know, something to like calm her down. And then, and then the situation diffused from there. No, nobody got hurt. You know, no one got attacked. No, you know, no gun needed to be held. No weapon needed to be used. Versus someone who could understand that situation. There was a professional, a mental health professional there to understand and assess the situation and say, these are, t- you know, they're showing this type of, uh, this, these type of symptoms. Um, you know, treat them this way. Don't, you know, let them feel okay. Give them some type of assurance. Give them some type of security. Not be aggressive. Not say, oh, you know, if you don't open this door or if you don't get out, we'll force you out. You get what I mean? Right. And it's that kind of training. So it's just like defunding police as far as just giving them less roles in the community. Put them put them in stores, right, where there's a lot of shoplifters and there's people who are just being extra aggressive towards people who are just trying to do their daily lives versus little situations some towards, towards that. You understand what I'm saying? Um... It's, it's hard to say, you know, when it's going to stop or how it's going to stop, but it's just little baby steps. And ever since last year, I think um, they've been taking the right steps. And, and it's, a, it's a great thing that they're starting to portray it in media and stuff. So it gives people some type of uh, visual on how to go about it and how you can go about it and how it can happen. You know, because people are scared. People, you know, 
people fear what you know what will happen if police don't come around like of course we need police shit i got robbed a couple months ago i, I needed to call those mother you know what i'm saying like there's no one else i could call after that like you know what i'm saying like we need them but they don't need to be in every situation they don't need all the weapons they don't need to be everywhere Right. There's other opportunities for others. And I feel like they have to learn to communicate. The communication skills is not up to par. It's always shoot first. They always have to be in control. Shoot first, ask questions later. They have to be in control, especially with our community. Because it seems like they're scared of us. And there's no reason to be. Like, Especially like with everything going on, with every situation that continues to happen, you would want to think like, okay, how can I be different? How can I make that change? Because they have to make the change in the police department. So it has to be the officers who's going to want to make the change, whether, I won't say necessarily defunding the police, but absolutely holding them accountable. Every last one of them. When something happens, they need to be held accountable. Not putting them on the desk job now. Or not giving them a paid leave until things boil over. No, if they need to be terminated, if they need to be investigated, if they need to be tried and charged for the crime that they do, because no one's above the law and everyone should be accountable for their actions. And then I feel like then things would change. Then things would get better. Then we would begin to trust the police more because now we know that they're held to the same standards that we are held to. Listen, I have friends who are police officers. I have friends who are correctional officers. You know, I have family who are correctional officers as well. Like, not every police officer is bad. And like, yeah, we, we should be able to trust them. I, I've been in situations where I could joke around with police, but also been in situations where a bunch of police disrespect me in my face. You know, give me a summons for being in the park after dark, exiting through the emergency exit. You know, we see different sides of them. So, and it is a communication. And, and there's also, you know, it's like it's just it's just how the system is set up like a lot of them a lot of the stops you know that they do and give people tickets or arrest them from the past was like oh i need to reach a quota by the end of this month in order to you know you know in order to have a good performance or whatnot so they just go after innocent people or like you know they basically set people up for failure like it just it's just they choose the times when the laws are 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 right or wrong and it just communication for sure but this i don't know sensitivity training they need more than that i think they really need to break it down from the from the get-go and like just have a whole new set like a whole new like you know just just a whole new era of police like just train them differently like from here like just like if a company is changing right the company is uh is adjusting to to new ways of life, right? And two new ways of being. Like, you, if it, if you're living in a vegan country, you're not gonna sell meat. You get what I mean? So like, right? You can't. You have to change the way they do things. I've I've, I've been to the UK, right? I've been I've been to Wales. I've been to England. Police don't walk around with guns. You know how safe I felt to know that. Like I could walk around even if I got stopped by a cop. I'm not. I might not get shot. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't have guns on them. Like. Like, for real, like, that's something that I think about because, you know, where we're from, I'm from the Bronx. I grew up there. Again, I got stopped a few times. I seen I seen both sides of the point. So it's just like, oh, shit, I feel safe here. That feels weird to say because the cops make you feel safe automatically. But that's not the case. 
So there's a lot of things that the that America that that they could change, but it, it's gonna take a lot of time. Like there has to be a lot more gun control before they can even take guns away because it's still gonna be people out here with guns. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> cops have to defend themselves at this point. This is just a lot to it. Right. So now let's get into that second video. Yeah. With the father telling his son basically fuck up any boy who tries to hug you. And out of terms, right? Yeah, he basically said that. He prayed his son. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, why is it still a thing where we're still like that's trained? Like certain things you can't teach a kid, but now you're teaching your kid to be a homophobe. You're teaching your kid to want to beat up every gay person he comes into in, in contact with. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah. And then you never know. Now you're you're messing up who he could be, because you never know. You're his, the kid could end up being gay. But now he's gonna have a mental note in his mind. I can't do this. I can't do this. Or my father's gonna beat me up because now I allowed this. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a shame that, you know, we still have to go through that, but it's the same thing as far as, like, uh, police brutality and stuff. Um, it's going to take a lot of change. You know, me, me and my guys, we talked about, you know, this kind of things, too, before, and, um, and it's just like, yo, it's a, we got, it's like the next generation. It's like this Gen, Gen Z, right? Mm-hmm. That's a generation that's really gonna like break the barrier. I really feel like because they already, they grew up understanding every, you know, believing in both. Like you know, when we spoke about it on podcast, like again, I grew up that wasn't my norm. So it's like imagine the people before us who like that wasn't the way they. they I don't like I never really read the Bible, but the way they attach the Bible to you know like how they shame homosexuality and why it's not okay. It's just like, I always don't get it, you know, because they, you know, at the same time, they always talk about love, you know? So, you know, I, that shit confuses me, but um, it's, 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 it's going to take time for that shit to change. I don't get why they teach your kid. You definitely shouldn't teach your kid <clears throat> to hate anybody, especially at a young age. And you already, you already pointed that out. Like if um, they grow up themselves, then now that they're, they're masking themselves growing up and uh might make it harder for them to like find out who they are and again like i think it's better for a kid to understand who they are any person understand who they are younger because you're able to blossom and the more you blossom like i'm a firm believer in the law of attraction like you you know you're bringing more good to you you know but in order for good to come to you you got to understand who you are and be confident in who you are but if you're constantly battling yourself you're never going to find that person you get what I mean? So very true. So, so parents shouldn't ever teach kids to hate another person because you don't know who your who your child will come up to be. Like no one knew who Adolf Hitler was gonna come up to be. You know what I'm saying? But his influences and everything that made him who he was. I don't think he would have been anything different more than like a strong leader, and he just became a, a, a tyrant. Like 
Donald Trump, he was born to be who he was going to be, regardless if it was on the good or a bad coin. Obama's going to be born who he was going to be. You know, like, and people just have to respect that. And and also, any young person to hear that, like, you're going to have parents, you're going to have family members, you're going to have people who feel like they know you and what's best for you. And, and that's only based on what they know, but, like, you got to understand who you are deep down inside and, and just, like, never never doubt yourself you know what i mean like i you know but it's a shame that parents are still doing that to be honest i you know i don't have kids so i you know i you know i don't i can't really say but i, I definitely I would teach my kids self-love i talk to my girl about this all the time and we uh you know we have that conversation like you know but it's and it works for the same time like you gotta let a kid grow to be who they are like you can't you can't persuade them to to like one thing or like anything you got to let them like who they like and what they like right and then on top of that just you shouldn't definitely tell a kid to hate the kid or punch him in the face you shouldn't teach a kid to be violent towards anybody like if you if you say and it shouldn't be towards a male like say if a kid hugs you and you feel uncomfortable you should tell him to respect his face it shouldn't be right. a boy is hugging on touching on you you should punch him in the face it shouldn't be like that because it could be a girl who's trying to hug you and you might not feel comfortable as well and you could tell them the same thing. I want my space. You ain't gonna punch them in the face either. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's the double standard. It's definitely, and it always seems like, unfortunately, it's our community who acts like this or treats their kids like this because that's how they was, I guess, brought up yeah. to hate. So now you're teaching your kids to hate, or you're uncomfortable with the way the world is evolving and you want your kid to stay in your headspace instead of being evolved as he grows you're stopping him from growing and like the only thing i like about social media would be the the things that come out some of them are negative and some of them are like heartfelt some of them are just very traumatizing to watch and to see especially like things like this and then the other video but it helps to show a light on what we need to fix, what we need to work on. No, yeah, instead, sure. instead of it just being untalked about, now it's starting a conversation. And hopefully it continues to have the conversation that needs to be had for there to be real change. We have to really be authentic and really be ourselves and really want to fix the problem want to address that hey there is a problem in our community and we really need to fix it we need to talk about it we need to discuss it to see where we can where we can go from here instead of it just being the same cycle over and over and over again and then we feel like we really didn't change for the whole 40 50 60 70 80 100 years that we've been here there has been no growth no change that was uh, that's the whole problem yeah so I did watch the Dave Chappelle show mm. I watched it last night okay I want to get your thoughts before before you say yours right <laughs> yeah um alright so I, I, I will start I will start off by saying this ever since I was a kid I was always a Dave Chappelle fan from his shows to his stand up and he was always one to break the barrier, right? 
Um, when he when he did this one, I already heard like you know how people were you know looking to take it down. So I was looking out for it, and I saw exactly. <laughs> I saw exactly. It was hard, you know. It was, Again, I'm a fan of his, so I'm watching it and I can laugh a little bit, but also see where it was like, oh fuck, he he definitely went too far, you know. Um, he definitely went too far on these standpoints. Now, you know, com- you know, comedy. Like I- I've been in Comedy Central, you know, uh, I you know I have some like interest in comedy, and and you kind of always break the barrier, like when it comes to stuff like that. You should definitely respect people, you know. And um, he and he said it at the end of his stand-up. He said he wouldn't make another joke until he's down with the community. But he probably should have sat down with community before he made those jokes, to be honest. <laughs> because, you know, he, he talked about hitting a woman, you know what I mean? He talked about knocking on toxic masculinity. And, you know, there's going to be some ignorant motherfuckers out there who who going to start hitting women talking that same stupid shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, but like, you know, if people understand that it's a joke and could just take it lightheartedly, then I don't think it would be as much of an issue. But we live in times where that's not the thing, you know? Um, and there's also there was also comparisons about like his old jokes, you know how he makes fun of black people, he makes fun of race, you know. Um, I think this is first time really like at least in a public view, you know, in the mainstream view where he's like really like targeting homosexualities and transsexuals and um, and so um, it's crazy to me. It was, it was it was wild, you know, and you could tell he ain't gonna come out for a while. Like <laughs> it was his last stand up and stuff like that, but um probably have to watch it back again you know again it's hard to say it's like a bittersweet you know I'm, I'm also a Kanye fan so it's like it's like when Kanye goes out and he says yo slavery slavery was a choice you know what I'm saying like you gotta shake your head and put your head down but like you're always gonna respect the dude you're always gonna I'm always gonna like you know you know always respect the guy you know I, I'm gonna tell you I would say if he's wrong he was wrong you know a lot of those come some of those jokes and I think I think him knowing him knowing what he was doing like it was like he was trying to prove a point of canceling the cancel culture you know of like you can't just cancel everybody because of what they say but um it's the way he went about it probably not the best and it was really out of character for me to see him even go that far and i was really surprised on netflix dance like they could have they could have like easily just made a statement saying like they not they're not gonna uh take it down but i don't think they had to go as far as firing everybody that was really like that just really surprised me the whole thing surprised me to be honest i was like wow that's not a good look but yeah go ahead man listen i want you to speak honest i want you i want you to enlighten me if you have to so after really watching it i was left with a bittersweet taste in my mouth. It was like a lot to digest in one setting. Yeah. So like for me, yeah. they should like for me and <clears throat> I did a podcast earlier today and my co-host Kendra, she wanted to get into this and the cancer culture and why is it why does it seem like when you say something to a gay person, um they feel like we're being bullied or we're being the bully. So, remind me to get into that. Okay. So, I definitely, I was confused, but for one, com- comedy is what it is. It's comedy. It's going to be raw. It's going to be uncut. It's going to yeah. hit things that it's needs to be talked about. Yeah. 
if it doesn't do that, then they're not doing their job in a way. Yeah. But I felt like he was playing both sides. He was being an ally, but then he was being what me made him to be. Basically. If you, yeah, if you understand what I'm saying. I get what so you're like, saying. So, like, he's you being transphobic as the statement because yeah. that's what we told him he was now because of the jokes that wasn't understood that was low blow that went over the top kind of thing so he played into both parts he did he definitely what, did what I liked about his stand up was he talked about the baby and how we, we did cancel him but we canceled him over his misunderstanding and the words he used instead yeah. of canceling him over the actual murder crimes he did he did yeah. we praised him for that because that's what in society especially in the rap game that's what that's what your rap came from yeah, also, unfortunately right, right, like, this is really his life so what he's rapping about he really did instead of now he's saying talking about the LGBTQ plus community now that's a problem because it offends us yeah so I kind of see both aspects I wasn't personally fully offended about the gay jokes okay I was just like okay like you're still putting it in a stereotype that all men are gay um, that all gay men are feminine and I can't I can't live in that moment because that's not true but I do like how he pinpointed the disparities and the differences of the gay um, white men and the gay black men because it's, it's a complete difference in terms of our upbringing in terms of who's accepting and who's not and everything like that so I, I'm happy he brought that out but when it became when it got to his his trans aspect of his comedy special his where I I stopped laughing I was kind of I wasn't appalled I wasn't surprised that he would go the length that he went to but it was definitely very distasteful and disheartening and I completely understand their stance of being hurt their stance of not getting it but then I understand like it was just one joke where well him being ignorant assuming that every trans woman did not get the surgery but going against the law Virginia or North Carolina something like that where you have to go to you have to use the restroom of the sex that you was born in and how uncomfortable he would be with a woman um uh-huh. using the bathroom basically it's all about how you say the thing that you say right it's not necessarily that it's wrong but it's how you say it so he in my opinion he was saying the law, the, the law that they're making against your community is wrong. Because that's, I would feel uncomfortable with you being there, and I know you would feel uncomfortable because that's not how you identify it. Yeah. But now they're forcing yeah. you to use this restroom 
depends on what your birth certificate says, but not how you are and not how you feel. You see that law? See something huh? like that? You know, a law like that. The only reason why I would want a law like that put on put on is because a creep, a creep, a, a creepy guy could say I identify myself as a female, and then like stay in a woman's bathroom and then like you know, and then be a predator. You know what I mean? It'll give them like a little more leeway to do stupid shit like that. That'd be the only reason why, but but then you would have to yeah. But then you would have to think of everyone out to already a creepy predator, like just because like that would be your only. You know, I've been thinking about kids and stuff. You know, I've been thinking about like daughters, like people's daughters, and like I have a niece and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll I'll be damned. You know what I mean? Like I'll fucking kill somebody. But you have to think about the boys too. Like we always think about when it's sexual assault, the girls who's affected. But men are affected all the time. That is true. Men get the men get their dicks touched whenever they whenever a woman or a male feel like it, and they're supposed to be okay with it. There's like Debussy, who paid um, women to have sex with his 12, 13 year old son. That's right. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I heard a story like that from somebody. I'm not gonna like get into details. Like, and it's similar to like, well, what, what Anthony shared. And he was just like proud of it though. It was just like, yeah, when I was nine years old, I lost my virginity. I'm like, what? I'm because. Like, we're, we're conditioned to be proud of that. We're conditioned to be like, oh, yeah, I had an older woman. I'm not thinking that, no, she touched me because I wasn't mentally, physically, or emotionally ready for this act. That shit was crazy. This dude was like gloating around places, like saying like it was something to be proudful about. I was just like, he would never go into detail, but he said like, you know, like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I like, I've, I've heard so many stories about that. I'm like, that's not okay. Yeah. At all. Like, you would not, you did not consent to that. Nigga, your nut sex didn't even fucking form yet, bro. What are you talking about? So, you did nothing at all. <laughs> they got paid for whatever they did, but you did absolutely nothing at all. But you think it's okay because you had an older woman? You had your babysitter, you had your aunt, you had your, your, your brother's girlfriend, you had your wh- wh- whoever you had. And it's like, that's not okay. Yeah. But. I definitely understand him trying to cancel the cancer culture because words words are not just words though. but I do feel that we can't cancel everyone like should we cancel culture and cancel culture should be canceled it's getting annoying because we're trying to cancel everyone it's like you yeah. can't cancel the person because of like this is his job. Like this is his art. Yeah, this exactly. is what he gets paid. Y'all gonna be like, yeah. The fact that any comedian had to apologize for some joke, like you know what I'm saying. Let's say like being super disrespectful, and you can tell when someone's like really just like really trying to hurt someone's feelings versus like make a joke. And right. it's just like, but people shouldn't have to like, like comedians shouldn't have to apologize necessarily for all the jokes they did, and like you know like. Nothing's gonna be funny if you have to like, you know, be sensitive to everyone's feelings all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
he was able to make black jokes because he was black. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't gonna go good for a white person, but he said a lot of shit. He said a lot of stereotypical, a lot of stereotypical stuff about black people and white people. But you know what I'm saying? But it was okay. You know what I mean? And just like, you just got allowed him to to be to be artists. But I definitely felt like this special was it was different because he was trying to still be true, still be real. But she'll teach you something. It was something you were supposed to get from it. Yo, whether I'm sorry. Yeah. How did you feel about that story he told about that lady at the end? That the lady, the comedian that he knew. That I was. I I hated what he said at the end. In terms of, oh, I would tell her daughter that's a real ass nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 punched the nerve. But yeah, I, I was, yeah, I, I, was you. yeah. I felt like he he used her. I won't say the friendship wasn't real because I don't know. I wasn't there. But I you I think he used that story in this special to show that he's not a transphobic. He's not trans. Like he understood and knew she was trans and accepted it. Yeah. To prove where you're saying that I'm transphobic, but I'm I'm really not. Like, there's still things I need to understand. There's still things I have questions about that I may never ask because it, it may be an uncomfortable conversation kind of thing. And I may not mentally be in that aspect to want to learn, to want to grow. But I do know that um you are a human being and you are important and you are special. So I'm happy that he got to realize that about Daphne. But I do feel like did you use it for a ploy or did you use it because you really meant to use it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's what that's what that's how that's how I felt about it. I'm like, I don't know if you like it's like it's like a black person saying oh no, it's like a white person saying I have a black friend, you know? Right. It's it was weird because it's like you're talking shit, but you also, you know, you don't know, you know, in comedians, that's like their relationship too, a lot of them. So you don't know. It's, it's hard to say, but it's like banter. They always bantering each other. Um, but you never know what someone's going through because you saw that, and you saw they had that one real moment where she didn't take anything as a joke and she was serious with them. And then they said, that she Yeah, she committed suicide like the day after or something like that. Because I had a nerve and yeah, they probably missed. They probably misread all of the signs that she probably gave that night, and that's what this happens. was probably her final night. And that's what happens when she... people banter all the time and joke with and talk shit about people. They don't know how what people actually go through and how much they just like they let like they might be quiet about it, they might joke about it, but you don't know how much it might affect them. You know. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. And unfortunately, rest in peace, Daphne. I'm sorry that you lost your life the way you did. But unfortunately, we'll never know the full story, kind of yeah. thing. But I'm quite sure with her committing suicide, it, it, it touched a nerve with him. Yeah. He That's why he was able to be vulnerable. So he knows that whatever conversation that, hap- that happened that night, the jokes that was made and everything like that, he knew he was part of something that could have been changed. Yeah. So that's affects him for life. 
I do definitely feel like there needs to be a conversation. There needs to be resolved. But going back to the bullying aspect, I, I guess the gay community has become the bully because we've been bullied for centuries. We've been the butt of the joke for centuries. So now that we have a better power and that we have, um, for the most part, everyone connected, everyone fighting for that that cause to be heard, especially in our community, we took the power and we were misusing it. In what ways? I feel like we're misusing it in terms of, especially the cancer culture, I feel like we are the creator of the cancer culture. Mm. We have the hands in making and breaking a, a career at this point. Because we are the hairstylist, we are the, the background dancer, we are the vocalist, we are the background vocalist, we are the assistants to the comedians, we are the hairstylist, the stylist, we are, we have a hand in a lot of people's careers. And we feel like since you don't want to see us for us, you want us to just be an accessory. I'm going to now use my power to now come to you to now take money out of your pocket because I wasn't acknowledged. Because now, since I since no one wants to see me for me, since I'm not the main person kind of thing. Now I'm going to affect your livelihood because my livelihood has been affected for years, for centuries. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why the Black Lives Movement will never work fully because we're not on a we're not all on the same page. Yeah. We're, fighting, we're fighting for different causes, and Basically. we should. But we need to come to a resolve of everyone's disparities, everyone's differences, everyone's hurt, pain, and struggle, it's all connected. It's all intertwined. And they should all be fought for together. But we have to come to that resolve between the Black community and the Black gay community for us to really get somewhere, for us to all be heard, for us to all be seen. Because in this day and age, we're still seeing rest in pieces to a lot of our trans, our black trans community. And that's the whole, that's the problem. <coughs> that's the problem that is easily can be stopped with communication, with awareness, with one another, with respecting each other. You don't necessarily have to understand. You don't necessarily have to like. You should understand. You should like. But you don't have to. But it's a respect aspect. It's the I can't continue to watch another black trans woman die. Mm. I can't continue to allow me to say that you're black first, but not understand your aspect of being gay. Because it doesn't go away. Like, it's still a double negative. There's still something else that you have to live with. I just have to live with being black and a man, but now you have to deal with being a black man who's gay. So it's just different aspects that we really need to talk about 
to really come to a resolve. And while we're kind of on this topic, let's get into women's rights and why this is still a topic of women being able to have full control of their body in 2021. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to me. You're talking about the abortion laws, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that. Um, yeah, I, really, I mean, I just, it's hard for me to say I'm not a woman, so, but, like, I, I mean... I would say, like, anyone should have the choice, especially if it's in their body. You don't know what they're going through. They just have the choice of being able to, you know, have an abortion or not. Especially, like, you know, I, I, I've seen, like, you know, women, not even women, girls at a young age when they were younger. I remember hearing girls tell me when they was 14, they had an abortion. Like, imagine you're 14 years old, like, just starting high school and you have this kid, like, you know, it could really stunt, like, how much you can do with yourself. And it's not to be selfish, it's to... Uh, it's like sometimes it's just not a great situation at all. Like there's many factors to a reason of why that woman or that girl, that little girl, would have to go through that. Like incest and, and rape and stuff like that is real. That's not always the situation, but that is a lot of the situation. And yeah. for you to. Now tell me, I have to have this baby? Yeah. So I have to have this reminder for nine months to then push this this kid out while I'm while I'm a kid. I'm already fucked up. Now I'm about to fuck up this kid and you want this to happen. And now I have to either put this child up for adoption or raise this kid while being a kid and have this reliving memory of what happened to me that night. How that fair to that child? You know what's crazy? So, going back to the show, The Shy, so I didn't want to bring up the situation earlier because it was a little more gruesome about the police. Mm-hmm. But um, this one kind of hits, right? And, and it goes back to a, a woman having their choice, right? Uh, one of the characters, uh, and, and she was known, they, they portrayed her as a promiscuous girl. At first, they portrayed her as a promiscuous girl. You know, she was like someone side chick. Oh, you know her. You know, you watch the show, so you know. This is more for the audience. You know, I don't want. And this is not spoiler alert for anyone who watched the show because this is a, a whole season before. Um, but yeah, so they portray her as promiscuous and whatnot, and she ends up getting kidnapped. And the and the kid and her kidnapper had it for I don't know how long, but it was a long time. It was a while they couldn't find her. And the dude ended up raping her a few times, and like he like tried to basically make her like his, his like his slave, and, and it was just weird. And um, you know, long story short, she she was found. You know, they found her. She escaped, but she also got pregnant, and she had a decision to make. And and it was hard for her to make that decision, right? Uh, she didn't want to keep the baby at first. I don't even, I'm not sure if uh, she wanted. She didn't want to abort the baby, but like one that was her choice. But it was just like the choices she made leading up to it, you know. And like you say, and you know, she ultimately ended up keeping the baby, you know. But her first decision was, okay, I'm gonna give birth to the baby and give it to a family that can raise this child. And like, you know, she didn't want that memory, but within that, she did find. Like I guess a sense of comfort from that situation, 
and someone mm-hmm. who she can ultimately trust in that child. But at the end of the day, it was her choice, and she would have never got to ch- make that choice. And it probably, and she didn't, and she didn't have the chance to go through that process to understand that she needed that. You know, then maybe it was she would have had more resentment through, from that child. You know, if if it was just like a forceful thing, you get what I mean? Right. So again, it goes back to having a choice. Not everyone's gonna make that choice, but you can't force anyone to make one choice or the other. Like you can't lobby what a woman does with her body. It's her body, and everyone should have <clears throat> the right to do whatever they want to with their body. Like this shouldn't, this shouldn't, this shouldn't have never been a law regarding abortions and yeah. So for the lawmakers or whoever. Y'all can't have this law. This law, <laughs> stop, <laughs> it, it stops now because you have to think about your family and just everyone as a human being. Everyone has a choice to live or to die, to be stuck or to grow, yeah. to think or to to swim, and. Everyone has that choice, so we shouldn't give, we shouldn't take a choice away from women. Especially that wonderful choice that they should have the, that they, that they, that they should be able to make, kind of thing. It's not right. So, on a lighter note, <laughs> let's get into the last topic, which would be the Super Bowl. The halftime show, preferably. Do you know who the lineup is? I know it's like Snoop Dogg. I know there's a whole. I think who I don't know who else though. So Snoop, it's Kendrick, it's Dr. Dre, oh, Eminem, and then Mary J. Yeah, Mary J. Mad random. Okay. Oh man. Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh. I see. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. You know, and, and it goes back to what we were talking about in the you know, podcast, right? <laughs> it's that initiative. It's that initiative. Everything's an initiative. They have to. It's like they're being forced. Everyone's being forced to, like, accept. And that's their way of saying, hey, look, we're allies now. I'm just like, yo. But it's just people going to buy into it. You know, if you're a fan of them, you know, people are a fan of Kendrick. People love Mary J. People gonna watch it. I, I stopped watching football a little while ago, so I really don't care. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I can see, I can see when something is initiative, and that's definitely just a initiative to get black, black folks watching football again, man. Yes. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the artist. I'm, I'm trying to think about how much money it took for them to say okay to it, because right just. You know, Dr. Dre, I know Dr. Dre is a businessman, so he might have said okay to it, like, regardless, you know, if it's the right deal. But for someone like Snoop and Kendrick, I'm really surprised. Mary J, that was really random to me. I, I don't know. They had, a, they probably offered him a lot of fucking money to do that shit. That's all I can say. I don't know. Shit's crazy. Yeah, the bag would definitely have you for them. But <laughs> I'm just. I feel like the halftime show is like the most biggest 
um, platform or stage or stage that any artist can really be on. But I feel like just like how there's millions and one people on one song, and it just becomes oversaturated, and it just becomes like, okay, this is not even a song anymore. This is really garbage because there's too many things going on, too many working pieces. I feel like that's gonna be like the same thing for the halftime show. Like you have 15 minutes to perform, and now you have five artists. So ultimately, like what everyone had like a three-minute set, but then who did what song with who? Then like how does that even work? They they just say, hey, let's bring a bunch of people here. That's just is this all marketing? Uh, You're trying to get viewership, but then. I don't think five people would have did it. Like, Mary J. Blige should have been did the halftime show if she didn't. But I feel like she should have held it down by herself. Yeah. And then just did it for the bag by herself. Because I don't... It doesn't make like, sense for her to be there with the rest of them. Honestly. She's and, like, and, and don't. She's the, she's the highest... She's the, the, the better artist. She is. And then the rest of them are just more of a group. You know what I mean? Like, not group, but like, you know, they all affiliated with each other. Dr. Dre and obviously, you know, Dre had Eminem sign and right. you know, Snoop Dogg is with Dre and Kendrick yeah, so West Coast, so Dre definitely got them got all got the rest of them on board. It was just Mary J. Brock who they probably had to Where's the Super Bowl give a, give a back to. That I don't know. I don't know where. It has to be in the West Coast if they have all of them coming out. You know what I mean? Trying to get the right crowd in. But then I'm like, I guess this would be like one of the first ones where a rapper headlines. Because I don't think I, I don't think we felt we really seen that. Yeah, I don't really. Again, I don't really. I haven't watched football in a while, so I don't really. I never. I never watched the game. I just watched the halftime show. I don't watch none of that shit. I stopped watching the commercials. Like I'm not. You know what I mean? Like it just really. I'm not really connected to it no more. All right. I'm a basketball guy anyway, but I mean, I could still, again, I could see, I could see, uh, anyone see any, this is just an initiative, just an initiative, you know, maybe I'll tune, I'll probably watch the halftime show on YouTube or something. <laughs> That's about it. Well, damn. Uh, That's how I feel about a lot of these companies, though. A lot of these companies are just doing an initiative, like, and it's just like, when, when I see it, it turns me off to the product even more because it's not genuine to me. Right. I don't know, just I'd rather it be genuine, like, you know. It just obviously went on without for a reason. Cause they're trying to sell another product. They're trying to get I guess us as people back. Especially with I guess this has some show and the people that they actually put there. Yeah. Listen, if you want me to watch it again, get Kanye at the halftime show. That's what you hmm. get me to watch it. That's the only person I'm gonna probably stop to watch it for. And I'm quite sure they probably went to him. <laughs> I, I, I won't be surprised that they did. <laughs> Word. I ain't a slave. <laughs> it's a choice. <laughs> hmm. Oh, yeah. But for me, I feel like a lot of. They ran out of a lot of performers because a lot of people can't perform. So, yeah, a lot of new artists is not performance. So, have you 
first, let's get into Little Nas X. What did you think about Montaro? I think it's a good album, first and foremost. I'll say this. I'm going to say this right now. That boy better be recognized in rap categories and hip-hop categories. By far. He, he, when I listen to that album, I'm like, yo, this, this, this doesn't sound more of like a pop album more than it sounds more of like a... I wouldn't even say alternative, like alternative hip hop. Like, like if mm-hmm. I was listening to a Jaden Smith album, you know, like or a Doja Cat album, and I think it was really dope. You know, I was surprised, and that was my first time really sitting down listening to him. I didn't listen to like Old Town Road. I never really listened to those songs. But I, you know, I didn't. That wasn't my style. So when this came out, my girl was like, you know, excited, and I'm like, you know what? Let me give it a try because I think it's that one song that he has with uh, Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. Industry Baby. Industry Baby. I, I like that song. And, I, and that song hits, you know what I mean? So, like, so I'm like, hey, let me see what else he got. And I was surprised. I can't think of all the names or, you know, lyrics or whatever, but, like, I know he had a song with, um, with Jack Harlow, then he had a song with Doja. I think it's another one with Megan. Yep. The one with Megan. It was either one with Megan or Doja. He's, he was spitting bars, and I was just like, what the fuck? I saw oh, this dude is this dude is nice. I said this dude is nice. We gotta give him credit. I said we gotta give him credit. I said yeah, I better give him credit. <laughs> I was like yeah, I respect it. I respect him. <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to see what else he got. You know, for the future terms. I hope he does, but I doubt. I doubt it to be honest, because they're still not ready to give him his just due. This was definitely yeah. like well, not one only of the how community. No, I, I, I don't know. This is definitely like I won't I don't know if it's the album of the year, but it's definitely one of the albums of the year. By far. In terms of like just the artistry, just the Yeah. But yeah. he the, the the rollout. The rollout was amazing. We haven't seen a rollout like that since I wanna be honest, since like the nineties. Or maybe early two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It had the old school rollout, you know, you got your singles that you push it for a few months. That me, you know, led up to the album. Um, his uh, his music videos, you know, again, it's not a taste for everybody, but you, you gotta respect it. You know, nothing different than if a, you know, if a rapper had you know, women half naked on and you know, dancing and shit like that. So, you know, you gotta respect it for what it is. Uh, but yeah, he did a great job. I was, I, I, he did a great job. I don't have nothing bad to say about that um, at all. I was really shocked. I was really surprised. Because, again, I wasn't really a fan of his music. I wasn't really a fan. I just heard that one song that, that turned me on to it. I was like, okay, let me see. Let me see what else. And I was, it blew my mind. Right. I guess um, the last the last artist and topic, what are we thinking about Chloe? About who? Chloe. Oh, Chloe. I love Chloe. So, I watch, um, what's that show? Ronish, you know? Mm-hmm. So, number one, I already saw her. I didn't, I never really listened to the music, to be honest. I never heard Chloe early. <laughs> I haven't heard them like that either. I mean, I heard their songs, but I didn't know it was them, you know? But okay. I really just saw them on the show. So, like, you know, I saw them acting and stuff like that. Uh, so, I was a fan of for that. And so, like, when she started, when, when she started making music, I liked that song that she made, that, uh, Mercy, right? Mm-hmm. In the music video, I was like, "Damn, you know what I'm saying?" <laughs> you and my girl was looking at it like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it was just, it was dope. You know, um, I see, I see shades of Beyonce. Okay. Sure. But is it overpowering? You think? 
No, no, it's just elements of her. Like you could tell, like Beyonce was just an influence, and you gotta respect Beyonce. Beyonce like created a lane for for women to have her type of style, you know. And again, there's someone who grew up. I know, I know, Chloe and Haley were like uh, her artists, so of course they're gonna have her influence. And there's nothing right. wrong with that because like Beyonce's a great fucking artist, like if not the number one R&B artist of all time, or you know, say, you know what I'm saying. As far as the hip hop community goes, like she's a queen. So it's just like I'm not gonna. There's nothing wrong with that if you have it. It's not like she's getting that Solange love where it's just like oh you're just a carbon copy. <laughs> like no, right. she, she's she. Chloe has her own lane. She and she gonna get better again. Like I, I talked to you about it. I'm like. Her performance, her first performance at the was the MTV uh, Music Awards, whatever. Uh, it was alright, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think it was the best performance. I think she went overboard with like trying to show she has a big ass, you know what I'm saying? But like, mm. uh, I think like you know she has a chance to get better, like you know like a Meg Thee Stallion performer or what's this other girl that they was they try to get off the VMA but they put it back on. No mommy. Like those are performers, and they like like good dancers. They know how to perform. I, I think she has potential to become one of those, you know. And and the Beyonce too. So I'll be looking forward to that. What you I, think? I, just, I love Chloe. Like I've been following Chloe and Halle for years. So to see them to see that growth individually and within the group. And then to see them start branching off into different things and to see how vocally, like, they're the best vocalist of this generation, hands down. So knowing that and then seeing them separate, like, Callie killed um, the the Lion King um, song on the, the Disney... Um, on Disney, and I can't wait for it to be Ariel. I can't wait for that movie yeah, to come so out. She's she about to be a Little Mermaid, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's dope. And then Chloe coming out completely different, giving us the texture, so giving us the "I'm grown and I'm owning my body" is refreshing to see. And it's the way she's doing it, she's calculated. Like she's learned from Beyonce because she's under Beyonce's um label. So it's that part too. And then it's, of course the the drives is she's definitely studied Beyonce. But I feel like she's making it her own. Like the VMAs was her coming out. Her coming out solo. And just like Beyonce did, she did overboard. She was extra. But that's just who they are, that's as performers. They get lost on that stage. <laughs> Yeah, she says she said she didn't even know she licked the mic. I was yeah. like, Damn. oh my god, because she looked pretty hard. I was like, sheesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to me, like she did, she did what needed to be done. Yeah, like she's not the best dancer yet, but that, that would definitely come into play. But I don't think she wants to necessarily be that dancer. She wants to still focus on her vocals, which a lot of these girls are not saying at all. So. She has that. She has the face presence. She has, and she's using social media, like Little Nas X is, to help boost her career. Because you know, like, that's what needs to be done. We're in a day and age where social media matters. So I'm going to be active on social media. I'm going to talk to my friends. I'm going to do TikTok to do XYZ. 
so y'all can see different assets and different sides of me. So I'm just waiting to see her growth, and then I'm waiting for this album to come out. Yeah, and then, and then I'm waiting for that next Chloe and Holly album number three. I didn't even know they had two albums, so I, I probably should go back and listen to them. You should, and they're completely different. The first album with the kids are all right. And then the second album was Ungali Hour, on the Ungali Hour, which was slept on, but everyone basically knows it was needed, especially during the pandemic. Especially how they played every performance that they did on that tennis court. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. All right. I gotta give that a listen. Show my my girl be down to hear that. Blocked <laughs> mm. in our house. All right. Sounds good. But this was it. Thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't think I got to introduce myself properly in the beginning. But yeah, it's your boy Carl G from the Code 99 podcast. Appreciate my guy, Akeem, bringing me along and uh, having me on this podcast. This was this was dope. I like the conversations you have, man. I hope, hope you continue to, to strive and get better. And uh, we can collab some more. You already know. Absolutely. So, is there anything you want to promote? I heard that you're about to go visual soon. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Um, shout out to Myron. You know, he's been working real hard, you know, since the uh, pandemic stopped. He didn't let that stop him. Um, and uh, he got, he, he's been, he's been uh, enhancing his uh, photography. And um, he's been killing it. Yeah, he's been killing it. So he's uh, teamed up with the Bronx native, um, and you know, BX Riders tag up music, um, and they all have a studio. And he has his little photo—not little. It's a, it's a studio uh, for the photo. You know, where he could have his photo shoots and stuff. And we also have space for, uh, you know, for us to record our podcast. And we setting up the area now. Um, it's gonna be be uh, not too soon because we're gonna do some like you know some visual runs, you know, test it out. We got some audio equipment, some new video equipment too. So it's looking up, but we're going to test it out first. So like, you know, maybe another month or so we're going to record a few, have some pre-recorded before we release it, you know, but um, definitely look out for that, you know, at Code 99 Podcast. Um, also look out for them. Look out for my boy, Myron. If uh, anybody needs a photo shoot, photo album, family photos, you know, on your own stuff you need pictures my guy mine does it he got a spot for it and he got the equipment and everything all right so look out for us and we can't wait for more episodes more great topics more conversations especially over there y'all get into it three different minds three different opinions <laughs> and and just your chemistry is unmatched appreciate that so keep on going we can't wait for y'all to go visual so we can see the setup and this was Kimi with the C channel and we out peace